Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Gospel Nates. Today we are going to be continuing a look at our death. Not just our first death, but our second death. So with that said, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this time that we have with you. Lord, we thank you for your word and the fact that you have given us the opportunity to die not just to ourselves, but to die to sin. That we might have new life in you. Lord, as we go into this, we just ask that you would give the listeners understanding as they hear your message and hear your scripture. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, welcome to Death 2, Part 2. Some things just need to die twice. So last time on Gospel Nate, we we saw how life starts. We also saw that man does not have the ability to make a spirit. We did see that God does have the ability and he is the only one that can make a spirit. You can't do it through atheism. You can't do it through some other form of religion. You can't do it through trying really hard. Only God can make us a spirit. And we saw that this is what brings us true life. Because apart from this life, we are totally and physically dead. Romans 7, verse 7, what shall we say say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law, for I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. Now last week we used the example of do not steal. And in that I talked about my cookie addiction and how I stole cookies from my mom and she never found out about it unless she ever listens to this podcast in which case I'm sunk so it was nice knowing everyone but as we moved on uh, through Romans 7 verses 8 through 9 but sin taking opportunity by the commandment produced in me all manner of evil desire for apart from the law sin was dead I was alive once without the law but when the commandment came sin revived and I died Now, the sin was in the body, and as it led you into these choices that you then made, that sin moved in to your spirit, hence the spiritual death, hence the reason why we lost function and relationship with the Father. Now, if we move on to Romans 7, verse 10 through 9, and the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Now, last week we saw that the word occasion there was the Greek word aforme, a place from which a movement or attack is made. That's a base of operations. Sin used the law as a means of bringing up in you all of these desires for evil, because you wouldn't know it was wrong if you didn't have someone tell you it was wrong to do it don't do this thing that will bring death and then the sin says i want this thing that brings death and we make the choice for it and then we die and then we saw in our illustration how we start out as babies right we are born into the world we have our connection to god we are fully functional in that then we go on through life And as we grow up, and this age is different for everybody, but we still have that connection to God until we come up against sin 
And when we see that sin, we have a choice to make. And I can say confidently, because the scripture says, all men have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single person alive has chosen that sin. So then you're going on, and all of a sudden, you have lost that connection to the Father. It has been replaced with abject sin. And we saw that a better way of illustrating this was to say you had a spirit that was here connected to God. You had a body that was filled with sin. Then you went along and chose sin. And at that point, your physical, I'm sorry, your spiritual body died and sin moved in there. And that was all you had left because you were completely disconnected from the glory of God and left with nothing but sin and death. Then we went on and saw in Matthew 25, verse 41, then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And that concludes review. That was death. Now, let's talk about death. Assuming you're one of those individuals who have enough humility to ask for help, you are one of the rare people who understand that works will not cut it. There's no amount of anything that you can do that's good enough to offset the sin that is in your life. And you understand that the idea of anything but Jesus doesn't work. Well, if that's the case, then you're on a good path. Jumping into Romans 10, verse 9 through 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. Now, a fun little way of actually reading through this entire passage is to take a look at a few key words here and swap them out because it translates pretty nicely in the English. But if you read it through more better translated in, into the Greek or more transliterated into the Greek, it comes across more fun. We'll just put it that way. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and faith in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one faiths into righteousness and with the mouth confession or rather homologeo agree with about sin into salvation. That, 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 that whole thing is just fun right there. That, that just really enjoy, I enjoy the snot out of that. But this is where the fun starts. If we get into Romans 6, verse 2 through 4, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. Just that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Now, I have to throw this out there because there are so many people out there who say that baptism is what nets you salvation. It's not. Baptism does not net you salvation. It's the faith or belief into the person of Jesus Christ and confession of the sin, agreement, homologeo, agreement with what he is saying about your sin. Baptism is nothing more than an outward sign. It's an important outward sign, but your faith into an agreement about sin is what equals the salvation. 
Baptism just shows your death, burial, and resurrection. It's more symbolic. It's still something you should do out of obedience. But that does not mean you're going to heaven just because you got baptized or sprinkled or whatever. There has to be a conscious choice here. So it's a physical sign of spiritual happenings. Romans 6, verse 5 through 6. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. To illustrate that, here you are, a nice little dead stick figure, hence the black, going along in life, and all of a sudden you come up to the message of salvation on the cross. Now you have a choice to make and you realize that it's in your best interest to confess or homologeo, say the same thing as Christ says about your sin and ask for forgiveness for that sin. And then you're taken to the cross where you hang on it with Jesus. You see, Jesus became our sin and became our placeholder for us. And when we agree with him about our sin and ask for forgiveness, our spirit joins him on the cross in death. Now, here's where the really cool thing happens, and two things go on at the same time. You have your spirit, and your spirit is separated from the sin, because just as Jesus took our sin and deposited it in Sheol and left it there, even so, our sin is separated from us, deposited in Sheol, and then we are joined with Christ in the heavenlies. Now, we're still here, but we're also in Christ. Remember in the, when the, Jesus was praying to the Father, he said, I'll bring them, me, them into me and me into you and all of us together into each other so that we all have fellowship and relationship in a way that is closer than any human bond can possibly begin to understand. Hence the reason why we can also say that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places because our spirit exists in the heavenly places as it exists in our body with Christ who is seated in the right hand of the Father while he is also in us. It gets crazy. But moving on. Romans 6 verses 5 through 7. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, for he who has been for he who has been freed from sin. I'm sorry. For he who has died has been freed from sin. So you can see here we got the cross where we were crucified. The old man, the body that was filled with sin was put to death, and then our sin was deposited in Sheol, separated from our spiritual body, and we now have absolute freedom from sin in our spirit. Going on to verse uh, 8 through 11. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, there's a few things that I would like us all to catch here. Uh, the first one being, 
once for all. Christ died once so that everyone could have the same life that he lives, and he lives that life to God. Then it says, likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead in, dead to sin, but alive to God. So what's the big deal with all this? The big deal is that you need to see your death on the cross, and you need to see your new life in Jesus to know that sin truly died in every sense of the word in your spirit, to know that in your spirit you are absolutely freed from the power and influence of sin. These are things that we need to see for ourselves and understand that it's actually happened. So you have to ask Jesus to show you your death. Ask him to show you your sin removed. See that it is dead in your spirit. Also, ask Jesus to show you your resurrection. Show you him, I'm sorry, show you seated in him. And that's important to know that you are seated with him, that you have that connection. And then ask him, where is the sin? Well, the short, short and simple answer is it's nowhere because it can't exist in his presence. Because you can't bring death into the presence of life because life would kill it. Sin can't live in the presence of life. It's a funny little statement. I love it. Uh, you don't have to walk in it anymore because it's no longer a part of you. It's no longer in you. It's no longer part of who you are. So here's the deal. We chose the sin but we do not have to remain in it. And once we have freedom, everything we do is a choice that we make and nobody can make us do it. We are commanded, however, to live to the Father as Jesus does. And the reason that commandment is so important is because we do have choices. We do have the freedom to choose to not do it. So we're told to do it. And as always, this is going to take relationship with Jesus because you cannot do this without him. You won't be able to see any of this stuff without his presence. So you have to be talking to him. You have to develop that relationship with him. Understand that all of this happened because of the Father's will. It was his will that we would be together with him. It was his will that we be united with him. Hell was never meant for us. It was meant for for Satan and his angels. So there was never supposed to be a separation between us and the Father. So he set a way for us to be able to get there. And there is so much more to know on this subject. But one thing's important is to know that we are not just the result of the will of flesh, because it is Jesus who chose to come here and bring us life. And all we have to do is respond. And with that said, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this time together. Lord, we thank you for the fact that it was your will that we are in you. That you set things up and set things in place for us to be able to join with you and do all that you have for us to do and be all that you have for us to be. Lord, that our identity is not in sin, but it is in you. And we give you the praise for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.